Hello, fellow time travelers. I'm Tony Witt with the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the podcast in which we undertake the insert adjective here task of discussing in story order all of the Doctor Who novelizations. I'm joined by Dalton Hughes and by Alison Fitzsafry. And we record our episodes twice a month. You're listening to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. Enjoy your travels. Welcome back to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. I am Larry Van Mersbergen, your host and producer, and I've been collecting Doctor Who since 1981. In 1985, I decided to start a Doctor Who store at the age of 15, and I called it Bundles from Britain. And I served the fan clubs of Chicagoland, including the many companions of Doctor Who, which met in Chicago. And from there, I gained a partner, and the business became real. After many years, the business long gone, I came back into Doctor Who, uh, never really left collecting, but uh, left the world for a while, came back and bought a little book called Red, White, and Who, The Story of Doctor Who in America, from ATB Publishing. And... When I checked the index, Bundles from Britain was listed on page 384 as a Doctor Who retailer in the 80s. It was very, very humbling to be part of that history. Please come say hello at the largest Midwest Doctor Who event, the Chicago TARDIS Convention, now coming up very soon as of this taping. In its 20th year, a new guest was announced just the other day. Arthur Darville, who played Rory with Matt Smith's Doctor, will be there. Also, if you haven't heard before, uh, our other guests include two Doctors, Paul McGann and Sylvester McCoy, who starred together in the Doctor Who movie in 1996. Uh, Also, Tozen Cole, who plays Ryan Sinclair, travels with Jodie Whittaker. And from the classic series, we have a good friend of mine, and I'm and I say that with all sincerity, Katie Manning, who played Joe Grant and traveled with the Third Doctor. Also, John Levine, who played the lovable Sergeant Benton, Richard Franklin, Captain Yates, and moving into the Tom Baker era, we've got Louise Jameson, who played Leela, and of course the voice of K9, John Leeson. And everyone's favorite guest, the longest running companion in Doctor Who history, and the lead vocalist of our theme song, Fraser Hines, will be there. And, making a very exciting announcement, join us for our first ever live podcast recording. We will be doing a live podcast at Chicago TARDIS. Time and date to be announced. It will be that Thanksgiving weekend, but I don't know which day it will be. The convention runs Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and as soon as I am aware of the schedule, I will announce the date on our Twitter, Facebook, and our webpage. 
We will be doing a live recording there. We'll be listening to your collection stories. I'd like to know what your prized collection item is. How did you get it? And how did you start collecting Doctor Who? What got you into it? You've heard my story. I've told it in previous episodes. Uh, I'll tell it again at the live one and kind of go through that story in more detail. So please join us for that. I also want to make another mention here of a podcast that I've been a frequent guest on, and that's the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast hosted by Tony Witt. You can find that one on iTunes and Spotify. I was a guest when they talked about The Mind of Evil and on Day of the Daleks, and tentatively scheduled as a guest to appear at the live taping at Chicago TARDIS for the review of The Three Doctors. Our theme song, speaking of which, is Who's Doctor Who by Barry Mason and Les Reed, performed by Fraser Hines. Please consider becoming a friend of the podcast. Publishing a podcast does cost a little bit. We'd like to meet our our bills. You can help us out with as little as a $5 subscription at www.patreon.com backslash Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. Not sure if you need the W's anymore, but anyway... I always like to thank my patrons, and I appreciate you helping us out in any way. You can also support us on Podbean. We appear on Podbean, along with other great podcasts. We're also a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. You can hear other great Doctor Who podcasts, including Radio Free Scarrow, at DoctorWhoPodcastAlliance.org. Sad, really, isn't it? People spend all that time making nice things, and other people come along and break them. Collection protection. When you hear Patrick Troughton talking about people breaking things, it's time to talk about collecting your Doctor Who annuals and protecting them with the best. I highly recommend, though they are not a sponsor of this podcast, Bags Unlimited Incorporated. You can find them at bagsunlimited.com. They are the specialist in periodical collection protection supplies, including bags that fit the Doctor Who annuals, especially the oversized 1977 annual. You will protect them from acid, from moisture, from the elements that tend to deteriorate paper and cardboard over time. So visit them at bagsunlimited.com or you can give them a call toll free at 800-767-2247. Tell them you heard this on this podcast. Maybe that'll get them going into giving me a sponsorship, which uh, would be helpful. If you have any collection protection stories or pitfalls, uh, please write to us. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, or you can use the old-fashioned email at DoctorWhoCollectorsPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget our website, DoctorWhoCollectors.com. If you look for us, we also have a little site on Pinterest where we pin our collectibles and photos of collectibles that are supplied to me. So... On to the main story. My dear, I don't think he's as stupid as he seems. My dear, nobody could be as stupid as he seems. Today, I want to talk about the Tom Baker 
annuals, the annuals from world distributors. And I've already mentioned the whole history of world distributors in a previous podcast when we talked about the first Doctor Who annuals. And I've been working on these in stages and as episodes come real. The 2020 Doctor Who annual just arrived in the Who Room with Jodie Whittaker on the cover. And I did post a, a nice photo about that on our website and several groups on Facebook that even though it's no longer world distributors, it's still an annual tradition. I'm going to start with part one of the Tom Baker annual. Since he is the longest running doctor, we need to talk about them in two episodes. So I'm going to start with the 1976 Doctor Who annual. I have a copy in front of me. Uh, it features a really nice photo on the back of Tom Baker posing in John Pertwee's car, Bessie. He was very kind to loan the car to the show for the filming of Robot. And many photos were taken with Tom in the car. Um, Tom Baker was, that was his first year as Doctor Who. Uh, this annual was released in September of 1975, priced at £1, which today would be about £7, which would probably make it a close to $9 to purchase that annual. Um, it's 64 pages hardback featuring the fourth Doctor, Sarah Jane, Harry Sullivan, Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart, and Sergeant Benton. Uh, taking my notes from the Doctor Who Annuals, a collector's guide prepared wonderfully by Mr. Paul Schoons, with his permission, I hope. Um, he has a, a nice, uh, by the way, you can find this at doctorwho.org.nz, which is a New Zealand Doctor Who site, so please visit them. Um, the the uh, the text stories inside include one, two, three, four, five different stories, some comic strips, and um, basically Tom Baker is new in the annual, so they reduce the length of the annual by 16 pages from the 1975 annual, and they change the artist. Uh, Paul Crompton is the is doing the artwork on the text stories and comic strips, and Paul Green il uh, did some of the illustrations. Uh, the third of the annual was taken up with stock features such as space travel, astronomy, and things like that. Um, Sarah and Harry were the companions in every story, but unrecognizable from the artwork. So um, some interesting stuff there. And of course, these were designed um, for, um, for kids. And by the way, a PDF version of this annual is available on the DVD release of Genesis of the Daleks, which came out that season. So um, I found this annual. I have one in really good condition, not quite mint. It's a little bit of a yellowing on the binding, but um, I think you can get this annual in many different... If you don't care about the condition, you can pay as little as a dollar for it, but if you really want it crisp, you can pay upwards of $25 to $30. If rare circumstances, if it's autographed by Tom Baker, maybe a little bit more. Uh, Tom is still around and still autographing. You can find out more at his website, tombaker.com. And uh, he has autographed many things for me over the years. I've met him in 1985. He's a wonderful man. He loves his fans. And he loves being part of Doctor Who history. All right, moving on to the 1977 annual. And I'm doing this live, so a lot of my calculations will be done as I'm talking about it. The 1977 Annual. The 1977 Annual was released on September of 1976, priced at £1.25. And um, £1.25 in 1977. Uh, today, in today's dollars, or pounds, I should say, would Probably be, um, let me see here. This this is not always 
it looks like it's approximately uh, seven pounds seventy, which is close to that that nine dollar. $10 range. So that's about, if it were new, it would, it would be $10. So a very, um, you know, a very different type of thing here. World Distributors did that. It's 80 pages, by the way. Features the fourth doctor, Sarah Jane, Harry Sullivan, and Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart. Uh, according to Mr. Schoons here, um, the 1977 annual uh, features, uh, the annual stood out from the rest because the pages measured 22 centimeters by 29 rather than the usual 20 by 27. Many other world distributors annuals dated 77 had the same increased dimensions. The page count was restored to 80 pages, though like the increased page size, this was a one-off event. For the first time in five years, the cover was a piece of artwork rather than a predominantly photographic. So Paul Crompton painted a background featuring a skull behind the doctor's head, which gave the impression of a horror annual. World's art director Ron Smethurst disapproved of this painting and painted a new background. This was the, this was the annual on which world artist Glenn Ricks worked when he assisted Paul Crompton in completing some of the text story artwork to meet a deadline. So interesting stuff. Yes, it is larger than the other annuals, so it will stand out on your bookshelf. Um, this annual, uh, I have a copy in mint condition. It is in beautiful shape. Um, these are not as rare as you might think they are. I found quite a few anywhere from a dollar on up to $50, depending on condition. So shop around, know what you're looking for. Um, moving on to the 1978 annual. We have the 1978 annual, which, by the way, released in September of 1977. Remember, the year of the annual uh, is the previous year. We talked about that before. Uh, the page count is back to, seven, uh, to 64 pages. And I do have a copy of that one here. The 1978 annual featuring the fourth doctor and a flashback cameo of the second doctor. Kind of exciting, including Sarah Jane Smith. Uh, the price was a pound thirty-five. Notice a slight increase in price as we go along. So I'm not going to convert that in today's dollars. Just figure it's a little bit more. So Mr. Schoons provides some excellent words here on the 1978 annual, which I will cover for you. It basically it features a painting of the fourth doctor, doctor running in a helicopter. Uh, the page count dropped back to 64. Sarah was the new companion. Although, again, the artwork is very... Um, kind of vague in that area. It's not clearly Sarah Jane. Uh, two separate stories, The Sleeping Beast and The Rival Robots, both feature similar-looking aliens with very large noses. The artwork was mainly by Paul Crompton again. Um, New Life has got no relation to the story of the same name in the 76th annual, and The Sleeping Beast was remarkable in that it features a reference back to the Doctor's second incarnation. Half the annual this time is taken up with puzzles, games, and stock features about science and so forth. So a little bit less of what we want and more of that filler. Um, and this annual, of course, I have one in mint condition. Uh, the back of the annual, though, has a, has a painting of what looks like could be Leela on the back, although Sarah Jane is mostly in this one. So that's it's very interesting because Sarah Jane, I believe, um, you know, I'm trying, I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head. I'm not looking at facts here, but I think she left the show, show by this time. Um, maybe not. Maybe it's another year. But anyway, 1978. So those are the three 
Tom Baker annuals from the beginning, and you can get these in, in amazing shape for as little as $30. And again, it depends on the seller. We get a lot of different sellers out there, and I've, I've even had somebody uh, challenge me on my pricing saying, well, you know, don't judge somebody for trying to make a living. But I said, well, as a, as a former dealer, if I had something that was priced too high and it's been sitting on my shelf for months, I'm taking a loss. So I need to figure out where the price point is without losing too much money and profit. So I would say, you know, listen to the advice of those of us that came before. Uh, there are, of course, um, my next segment, of course, is the most outrageous offer. And I got a good one for you. Money? My dear chef, I don't want money. I've got no use for the stuff. Um, this uh, outrageous offer is again from Irish booksellers of Portland. Uh, they seem to be a popular one here with overpricing Doctor Who collectibles. Uh, this is a collection, uh, Doctor Who Collection 4. It's an audio uh, soundtrack, The Lost TV Episodes, 1967. Um, it includes uh, basically five Doctor Who adventures using starring Patrick Troughton, plus extra bonus material. Uh, that was missing missing from the archives, including the Mockra Terror, the Faceless Ones, the Evil of the Daleks, the Abominable Snowmen, and the Ice Warriors. And so, um, I believe it's a couple. Of, it's got a few discs in there. The price that they are asking, and sit down for this one, folks. And it's an even price, so I don't have to read a lot of other things. Four thousand dollars. He wants four thousand dollars. Shipping is four dollars and seventy seven cents. So four thousand four dollars and 77 cents to bring this to you um other sellers are selling this from anywhere from 356 to 547 um depending on you know that but i've also found it on amazon for as little as 50 so shop around i think that's really important if you see an item that is outrageously priced or it seems like the price is a bit high. Uh, let us know on our Facebook page at Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. And that, thank you for listening today, by the way. I will be doing another episode on the rest of the Tom Baker Annual soon. We try to do two episodes a month. It depends on my schedule. And so we thank you for your input. We've received a lot of input about what to talk about. And we will certainly take that in mind. I will also fit in the 2020 annual and my review of that real soon. Uh, also, there's an unofficial uh, book called The Annuals, which is a dedicated book dedicated to the annuals, as well as um, some other books that are coming out that are talking about the old stuff. So it's really great. So keep up on our Facebook page. I post interesting photos of things every single day. Our ending audio clip today, we're going to go back to 1978. BBC Records and Tapes released an original cast recording of Genesis of the Daleks in electronically enhanced stereo as well as monophonic. Um, really good stuff. Um, the record came out in 1978. There was a CD done in 2010. There was um, a CD album uh, combo in 2011. Uh, there was also um, another release... Uh, in uh, 2010 on Record Store Day, which I believe included uh, the Pescatons and as well as other things. It's also included in the 25th anniversary LP, which includes the sound effects, the theme music from Doctor Who and Genesis of the Daleks in a two-record set. But this, uh, what I have is the original stereo pressing from 1978, um, and it features all of the original cast in a in, with with uh, 
Tom Baker narrating the story. And it's a really cool album. It's not a very long, you know, basically it's the entire story condensed, but it's wonderful. Um, so I'm going to play just a short clip of Genesis of the Daleks, starring Tom Baker, written by Terry Nation. Keep collecting. I stepped from the TARDIS onto a bleak planet. All around the ground was ravaged, no vegetation, banks of chilling fog swirling through the air. Why had I been brought here? Ah, welcome, Doctor. What's going on? Don't you realize how dangerous it is to intercept a transmat beam? Oh, come, Doctor, not with our techniques. We Time Lords transcended such simple mechanical devices when the universe was less than half its present size. Look, whatever I've done for you in the past, I've more than made up for. I will not tolerate this continual interference in my life. Continual? We pride ourselves we seldom interfere in the affairs of others. Except mine. You, Doctor, are a special case. You enjoy the freedom we allow you in return occasionally, not continually. We ask you to do something for us. I won't do it. Whatever it is, I refuse. Daleks. Daleks. Tell me more. We foresee a time when they will have destroyed all other life forms and become the dominant creature in the universe. That's possible. Tell on. We'd like you to return to Scarrow at a point in time before the Daleks evolved. Do you mean avert their creation? Or affect their genetic development so that they evolve into less aggressive creatures. Hmm. That's feasible. Alternatively... If you learn enough about their very beginnings, you might discover some inherent weakness. All right. Just one more time. You'll do it? Yes. If you'll let me have the space-time coordinates, I'll set the TARDIS for Scarrow. There's no need for that, Doctor. Hmm? You're here. This is Scarrow. What? We thought it would save time if we assumed your agreement. What's this? A time ring. It will return you to the TARDIS when you've finished here. There's just one thing. What's that? Be careful not to lose it. That time ring is your lifeline. 